Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Kieran. Lee. We are back after a two-week break. I know I said we do poolside podcast, but... It's too hot. Yeah. 38 degrees, 37 degrees. Um, and there was a very good bar. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, we we took the we took a laptop and some microphones with us. We took good intentions, yes, and then did fuck all. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, are we doing drunk poolside three legs four wheels? Though I mean, that's I'll, I'll go to any. I'll go. We'll go Bournemouth for all I care. Let's do that. Is it warm enough <laughs> to do that in Bournemouth? In July, it is. We, we can wait. <laughs> that's fine. Right, summer summer break next year. We'll try. We and we'll do that. <laughs> did, did your uh, did did your hotel, like pool bar? Was it one of the ones bars that are, like in the pool? Yes. Two, See, they, they had two swim up bars. One of them one of them was actually working, but we never went into that pool for various reasons. It was it was the adult pool, and the last time we stayed at that hotel, there were a few too many adult behaviours going on in that pool. That sounds fine. Chlorine is like it kills everything. Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't finish off this fat Russian bloke who'd obviously paid for the woman that he was there with that weekend. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't kill the vibe, does it? <laughs> Apparently not. Um, so yes, we had we, we we holidayed instead of podcasting. I do apologise, and we let everyone down and tough. <laughs> but we have had a Grand Prix this weekend. Mm. Yes, um, the second of three American Grand Prix this year. This, oh Christ, the best best race of the year for my money. Um, it was good. It was vir- it was virgin on being very interesting at times. Mercedes acting like Ferrari though. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean so the the yeah. indecision. And then Ferrari coming out after the race and Fred Vasseur saying, oh, yeah, we might have got something wrong as well. Well, yes, we knew that. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. they've, they've turned two points fishes into a podium. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, then obviously all the controversy with the full result not coming out until about quarter to two this morning, was it? Sometime? I've spent yeah. so yeah. much of my day at work today explaining to non-F1 fans what a plank is. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> so much. It's a Mercedes technical expert. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have a podcast no. called Missed Apex? No. Hey! <laughs> Uh, I'll take them all on. Quick stop as well. <laughs> You're idiot. Yeah, that this. Um, I've seen. I've seen the photos of the back of the Ferrari, the Mercedes, and the Red Bull, and you can tell the ride height difference. And they're all taken on the same corner. Yeah, two are sparking, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Ferrari, Ferrari, and Mercedes are sparking and um, creating sawdust. Hmm. Mm. And Red Bull, you can pr- practically get another car under it. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I saw people complain about the whole the, like the plank thing, but you know, Red Bull left a load of performance on the table to make sure they were clear of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Mercedes do. don't, Mercedes don't have enough wood left to make a table. Nope. <laughs> one, of, one of the most interesting tweets I saw about it was from um, Bernie Collins, formerly of. Aston Martin, who now does bits and pieces with Sky, she was saying that in the the full scrutineering report, it was only actually four cars that were selected for 
a plank check, the other two being Verstappen and Norris. So the mm-hmm. fact that there was like a 50% failure rate suggests that those two cars might not be the only two cars that didn't have enough plank left. Yeah, yeah I, I think that it's four's the normal number, though, I isn't it? I think it is, yeah. But to yeah. have two fail is... Yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. I'd, I'd start lifting up the other cars, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> You seven disqualifications. Uh-huh. Podium for Logan Sargent. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to Mexico next week, and everyone's going to be driving around in monster trucks. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be quite cool. <laughs> oh, if, if they put the jumps in like they do in the stadium trucks in Australia. <laughs> well, well I, I saw there's a load of teams turned up now oh, today saying, "Oh, Austin's not fit for modern F1 cars mm-hmm. because it's too bumpy." And that'd be funny, isn't it? Hasn't it been for ages? Like drivers would turn around and say, "Yeah, we need to get away from these billiard pool, st- like smooth mm-hmm. tracks, and go back mm-hmm. to like more classic bumpy circuits." And now they're not happy with that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, th- I think the pro- the problem with Austin and Lee, you you might get this being building trade adjacent, except except for that fortnight that we talked about in the Patreon show. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> is the way the way that they built the Austin circuit is. Um, there's an issue with I think it's the substrate under the under the actual asphalt surface is moving. I think the the and issue the bu- is they've moved too much land, isn't yeah, it, to uh, hollow, hollow it out? Yeah, and the bumps change every year. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's sound. That, I mean, the fact that they can't like the, the fact they turn up to a different circuit every year sounds great. To Keep me. some we guessing. Do it to all circuits. I mean, they cope with it round the TT because they never know where the roadworks are going to be on any given lap. <laughs> but yeah, the um, the bumps change every year. But every every worldwide series that races at Austin always complains about it. Mm-hmm. Um, MotoGP says that oh, it's it's a circuit that's been designed for cars. Yeah. Um, cars yeah, say it's a circuit that's been designed for MotoGP. Yeah. NAS- <laughs> NASCAR don't like it because well, there's two. Two different ways of turning. Yeah, IndyCar <laughs> did their own thing entirely. IndyCar don't give a shit and actually don't use the track and mm-hmm. mostly use runoffs. So yeah, yeah. Is, is that where they do, they don't have track limits for that circuit? Because that's fucking wild. Yeah, when you see they, that. they they were like mm. they were up against like the fence, even yeah. though it was about ten meters from the actual track. It was yeah, yeah. Half the cars were in the bloody airport next door. <laughs> they didn't seem to have track limits during those F1 Academy races either. I think you saw had them on on mute in the background a couple of times, but I was just sitting there going, "They've overtaken Abby pulling off the road." That's entirely. Mm. Oh, she's just done the same. <laughs> yeah, so allowed to do that then. Yeah, it, it was it was that turn nineteen. I remember the IndyCar race there a few years a few years ago, and they were taking very similar similar lines to that. And it's it, then F one go and repaint the lines to make them mm. more noticeable. And I mean, this, the the whole track limits thing is a complete and utter bloody mess. I think yeah. it's a, it's sausage curbs and sand traps. Wait, we, it's the, that's the only way to fix it. What about the stereophonics? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the need to the need to do something. Just Either enough out, just enough asphalt to outperform. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant spins around. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> New podcast, new podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they either need to get rid of it or build a wall, make it all like Monaco. 
yeah, it's mm -hmm. the, the track limits thing starting to get old, isn't it? That's the track limits are the new tire conversation. Yeah. Also, mm. it, it probably it probably doesn't help with the selective radio editing because all you get to hear is drivers whinging about the guy in front going wide. Yeah, I'm I'm at the point now. I don't think we should hear it. Hmm. I'm at the point. I I don't I don't think the because it's it's edited edited in such a way that you know certain drivers are made to look like they complain a lot. Certain drivers mm. like are made to look like they like they're trying to snitch on other drivers just all the time, which probably they're all trying to do. Um, I, I I'm not sure that apart from the odd snippet, you know, if there's something. That that's really like integral to the race, like somebody radioing about tires or t a team and driver arguing about a pit, like an upcoming pit stop. Uh, I, I I don't think it adds to like mm. the show. I mean, you you say a team and driver arguing, you just stick the um, Ferrari cockpit feed on. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's it's quite entertaining, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the the selective editing feels like they're trying to. Um, appears the drive to survive audience yeah i think a lot of that comes about anyway when you go into any of these sorts of things because they they're, they're very quick like back in abu dhabi 2020 it almost went a whole podcast <laughs> uh back at abu dhabi they clearly handpicked the most exaggerated of all the conversations yes they didn't have yeah. the normal conversations going was that fair yeah that was okay cheers they went for the no Mikey, no shit. And yeah, it's just, I, I've I've said it before, I say it again. Get rid of the, well, we got rid of the FIA to the team stuff. Get rid of broadcasting the team to the driver stuff. Just let the, let the teammates speak to each other. And we just hear that. Mm. That's the only communication the drivers get. You cut me up, you did me in, well, you can sod off. That I would pay, I'd pay F1 money for them to do that. I'd love to hear that. Mm. Uh, I, I'd make a, I'd make a, a feature of it and just get rid of radios and go back to pit mm. boards. Yeah, the, the problem is that every other racing series now seems to have seems to go big on the in car. I mean, you look at uh, you look at NASCAR. And they've actually got the commentary team talking to the drivers during breaks in the race. Hmm. I mean, that's... I would hate that. Yeah. you. you, 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 fact, you they, how weird, sorry. How weird was fucking Anthony Joshua having a quick chat with Pierre Gasly before the race? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, that, I, I wasn't like a fan of well. that. That stuff can go. I, I don't understand that. Well, he owns a bit of the team now, so he can do what he wants. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to challenge Anthony Joshua No, I on probably it. wouldn't. I might you, leave that you, one. No, no, no you, could, you could do. He wouldn't accept the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did like Martin Brundlob in the chat with him and um, calling his potential opponent Tyson Furry. <laughs> I, I, I really enjoyed um, Anthony Joshua calling the team he's brought into Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> after saying Alpine having to go I've been told it's Alpine as if it wasn't ridiculous <laughs> so is it, who's, who else has bought because it wasn't not so long ago um, your man from... team, team, team Wrexham yeah 
the, Rob and Ryan. Yeah, so it's like yeah. a whole group of them, isn't it? So it's like you've got Anthony Joshua. So is, is Anthony Joshua part of that? Like, no, this is I think a new group. So it's no, like Anthony Joshua. Well, this this is within that twenty five percent that. Ah, um, oh, so they've bought into. They bought into um, what um, Ryan and Rob and Redbird Capital, which is Mrs X of the Rock. So what have we got? We've got Anthony Joshua, Rory McIlroy, um, Trent, Trent Alexander, Alexander Arnold, yeah, Travis, Travis, Kelce, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, who Martin Brummel might now need to learn to identify properly. Oh, one matter, isn't it? One matter, yeah. McIlroy, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, who yes. Is, who is one matter? He's um, a footballer. <laughs> he's he's, he's what, a what, sorry? A footballer. <laughs> A footballer that once won you quite a sizable amount of money. He did, to be fair. Yeah, I am fond of one matter for precisely that reason. <laughs> he sounds like he, he sounds like a rapper. One matter. <laughs> <laughs> Lil one matter. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Some somebody sent me a tweet it's saying we got the album is no one matters. <laughs> yeah, somebody sent somebody sent us a tweet um just before the weekend saying um. With all the uh, all the celebs buying into Alpine, how long before Renault actually pull out completely? But I, I think that was going to happen before all the celebs bought in. It's Renault; they're in F one. They're going to pull out. <laughs> I mean, technically, Renault have they, they, they've quietly pulled out anyway by just having it as Alpine because no one knows who the fuck Alpine is. <laughs> <laughs> it's. I think it's pronounced Alpine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's that muesli stuff, isn't it? You know, that rabbit food you have for breakfast. Yeah. Um. Imagine that. Alpen F1. All these big reputable bands and then Jordan's country crisp turns up. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to like it in um, F2 when... Um, oh, God, who was... Um, I can't, can't, remember, can't remember who it was. I am. But uh, one of the drivers was sponsored by Fox's Biscuits. I remember Jordan that. King. Yes, yes, yes it, it was, was Jordan King. King. Daddy, yeah. Daddy King owned two sisters who used to do Fox's biscuits and Goodfellas Pizza. I think it was. Or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you completely lost me there when you said he owned two sisters. I was thinking. <laughs> was he Sainsbury's as well? Was that? Oh him? yeah, yeah. Thank you, Justin was. King, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want, you you want your you want your motor racing brands to be something mechanical you've never heard of, or something really exotic that you can't afford. Yeah. Not not bloody Viennese fingers. You say this, but by looking at that car, I'm more likely to buy a biscuit than I am to buy some random. Like I'm more likely to think, oh yeah, I could go some biscuits. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never I've never seen you sort of nip out mid race to go get a Richard Meal watch. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I really need some Kaspersky security. Yeah, That's but you will you will impulse purchase a packet of biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I was five, I didn't really understand why, but I just I didn't know what they were. But I'd go for a packet of mild seven. <laughs> <laughs> That's good for me. I want I want some. I want some read something in F1 magazine it was about um, sort of late, late 90s early 2000s it said you know you're a true F1 fan when you're on holiday and you only buy Parmalat milk because you've heard of them because of F1 <laughs> <laughs> and I've got is that a- what it is is it milk yeah 
Oh God, I never knew that. I thought again, I thought it was cigarettes or something. No, it was. <laughs> um, it, it, I think they've gone they've gone bust now, but it it was milk. Oh, oh, that's a shame. I wish I'd gone on holiday sooner. Now. <laughs> It's quite disappointing. It's not, oh, yeah, it's very cool. You could dunk a fox's biscuit in it. <laughs> uh, right, should we do? Um, should we do the uh, driver reviews? Yeah. Now, with the disqualifications, um, it's going to make things a bit trickier. But um, the worst performing team all round would appear to be Alfa Romeo. Who, <laughs> <laughs> which well, I think was the case before the Tuscan. Uh-huh. Yeah, who participated? So tell us anything about <laughs> Alfa Romeo's race. Um, they had two cars start and they had two cars finish. Didn't Joe have a, a coming together with a, with somebody at the, on the first lap, like in, in at the start? I think that was wasn't like an Alpine. No, that was Ocon and Piastri. All right, they did absolutely nothing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I mean, I remember at one point, Joe pitted. Yes, spot. I assume Bottas did oh, as well. Did, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, Joe, didn't Joe pit like three or four laps before? Four laps in. Yeah. He did right at the start. I went, well, that's not a strategy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not meant to use all 12 of your tyres in one race. <laughs> don't know if it was Ferrari, they'd probably bring them out. <laughs> Sorry, I, I said I'd slow down on the Ferrari bashing. I lied. Um, but yeah, I, ca- I can't actually remember anything notable. Again, they have just been the most porridge team of the season. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a letdown, isn't it? You know they, they were promising. They were promising so much, and yeah, they just they were there and they started and finished the race. I guess twelfth and thirteenth. What point did Audi get buyer's remorse? <laughs> uh, I well, I mean, I, they'll turn that team around. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, they've they've, um, they've got to because, you know, it, it. I mean, they're not last. They're not in. They're not in the slowest car, which appears to be the Haas at the moment. But yet yeah, somehow we're talking about them first. Yeah. But yeah, they're just utterly not there. Well, it's it's just an uninspiring driver lineup, isn't it? As well, yeah, mm. that doesn't help at all, does that's, it? I, I think that's Alpine's problem as well. I think they've got like a, just this uninspiring driver lineup too. It's usually it's if you've got a like a lower mid grid team like Alfa Romeo that employ a driver which has been in a like a top team that's won constructors world championships and he's been the number two helping a number one win world championships. I can't think of another situation where that's been less interesting than Bottas. Hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, and you know, they've announced they've announced the same lineup for next year and mm. I think Bottas is stay Bottas has got another two years on his contract, so he's gonna be staying well into the um, Audi changeover. Oh, mm, uh, no, that'll lead him up to the Audi changeover because it's going to be Salba next year. Yes, two years of Salba, don't you? Have? Yeah. 
There's there's no chance Valtteri Bottas drives an Audi. No, I agree. F one car. (laughs) Yeah. No, I can. Although he's he's a Lexus guy, though, isn't he? I reckon he's not interested (laughs) enough for an Audi. No. What was the um? What did someone? Did anyone else see Bottas do an advert for something this weekend? Was it wine? He did a wine advert. It's clearly an advert that struck a chord. It, yeah, <laughs> somebody who works in marketing. <laughs> for the past for the past two years, he's done a really good advert for shaking up your driver line. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello. Yes, there is a picture of him with some wine. I know. I know. Oh, he's just God. he's just launched another gin. Uh, <laughs> Jane showed me an advert of him, and it was something like he. They've got the oh, is it Tiffany, mm-hmm. his Olympic girlfriend yes um she goes you know oh uh we're going out i'm going to the shop do you need anything and he went no i'm fine thanks actually i'll have some wine oh okay buy wine or something you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's called, what's it called it's called ihana or ihana uh, i don't fucking know how we're yeah. saying that uh, what, we what i'm saying is fin, don't we we need a new fin yeah well, there's a, new F2, yeah. there's a new F2 driver called Kimmy. Yeah, he's Italian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of ruins it. <laughs> We've now got to the point where drivers coming into F1 named by drivers who only started in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I, I will open until it's the next Raikkonen. Oh, you mean Mini Raikkonen? Yeah. Ah, but yeah. Um, I thought Kimmy was sort of pointing him more towards two wheels than four. Oh, he's just cart racing. He's just the carts. Well, I think he does a bit of anything. Mm. He's just always on his side. <laughs> yeah, there, there could be a chance. Can we move on from Alfa Romeo? Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting yeah. bored. I thought we talking already had them. since we're talking about sort of Kimmy's. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. well, he he, he he drove for him disinterestedly. <laughs> the most memorable thing Bottas did for me all weekend is not sell me wine. <laughs> If um, if anyone finds some of this Bottas wine on sale and tries it, if they want to send us a review, we'll read it out on the show. Yes. If they would like to send us a bottle, yeah. we will drink it while we speak. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, we might might even, might even give that a go. Talking talking of reviews, some somebody sent me a photo of the cover of some Danny Ricardo erotic fan fiction. Oh yes. <laughs> now, if anybody wants to read that and send in a review, because you break his hand in that, I reckon you're going to get more takers for that than you are the Bottas Shiraz. Well, I've, tr- I've tried on Discord. I, I do. I do know that one person on the Discord chat is reading it, but refuses to review it. Don't you, Pixie Sticks? Naming and shaming here. But if anybody else wants to um, wants to give it a go, uh, Gemma maybe. She's is a big Danny the Rick horny fan. Badger? <laughs> that would Holy be a great God. title. I don't. I've got. I've, I've got the picture. I just want. Just want to thank uh, Jana for sending sending me the artwork, um, and want to thank her even more for not sending me a link to it. <laughs> um, I, I think I'd need the bottle, the Bottas wine, to get through that. So oh, one it, hand washes the other, you know. It's called Overtake My Heart. Oh come on. Uh, an AI be sure it's not Chuck Villeneuve's next album (laughs) (laughs) it could be (laughs) I've seen one the next one could be loving (coughs) the battle thing 
Oh, sorry about that. That's probably quite loud. <laughs> Firstly, bless you. Secondly, oh, yeah. So yeah, if anybody wants, also, if anybody wants to, books written by Brian Griffin. <laughs> So if anybody wants to read that, read it. And if you get through it in one piece, send us a review and we'll read it out on the show. Or if you want to, if you want to read your own review, send us a recording of it. We'll play it <laughs> Heav- heavily censored. Right? Let's talk about Hass. <laughs> Another nightmare Again? weekend. Another nightmare weekend. The upgrades downgraded the car, yeah. and then they found out, courtesy of the sprint race, that they'd got the wrong rear wing angle. Which is why they both started from the pit lane because you're not allowed to change oh, the really? rear. You're not allowed to change the rear wing. Um, anything on the rear wing in Park Fermi, you can do the front wing only. Can I just very yeah. quickly come back to this Ricardo thing? It's on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it's available to purchase on Amazon. Oh, there goes your browsing history, and I don't want to know what your suggestions are going to be like after looking at that. <laughs> Overtake my. <laughs> this is what I did. I just googled it, and there it is. On Amazon. Uh, Thick Rick Races for Love. <laughs> Book number one of 69 in the Daniel Ricardo romance series. <laughs> uh. Right, how do I clear my cookies? <laughs> Fire, I think, in this case. <laughs> well, if you read it, you'll probably lose your lunch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, completely, completely sidetracked. Um, so- uh, yeah, has. So, yes, the... Um, they both both had to start from the pit lane because they needed to tweak the rear wing angle, and it didn't do any good. They're still shredding the tyres. Because apparently, apparently, this new upgrade was meant to um, meant to deal with the tyre tyre wear problems that they've been having all season, and it didn't work. Has has done like something quite remarkable this year because they've taken two drivers which technically shouldn't be in Formula One anymore. <laughs> And wasted them. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of a better description than that. (laughs) I mean, the the car was a dog during the sprint. You've got to you've got to wonder the sprint weekends. You only get one hour to actually practice. Um, and then you're in a park for me in full racing conditions. This is mm. why we ended up with like a fifth of the grid in the pit lane, isn't it? Because they're stuck with a car that doesn't work. Yeah, no. Normally yeah. you'd be able to change it mm-hmm. for FP2, but oh, hang on, FP2 is now. I'm here qualifying. I, I I do think even on non-sprint weekends we should sack the practices off. I don't know. I, it doesn't work for me at the moment, the sprint format. I, I like the idea of the sprint. I don't like not, the Friday I, I, I night agree. qualifying. It, it irks me, but I'm not really sure why. I agree I agree with you, but what I, I just mean is it, even on non-sprint weekends, it's a much more interesting Grand Prix weekend mm. when we don't have the testing. One, one practice session on yeah. Friday and that's it. Mm. Try, try like they did... Um, when they were trying the two-day format out, one 90-minute session rather than... Potential, yeah. yeah rather than 360s. Yeah. But what, what, what I reckon they should do for the sprint is, at the moment, Friday, keep as normal, two practice sessions. Don't have an FP3 on Saturday. Have one qualifying session and reverse the top 10 for the sprint grid. 
Yeah, well, I, I, yeah. well I'm I'm almost on the same same as you. Um, I just think the, the only th the only thing I tweak, tweak is like because we cracked the the two race format has already been cracked. GP two cracked it years ago. Yeah, um, I would have qualified on uh, Friday. The uh, uh, for the for the for the race on Sunday, and there was a a, a half distance race would be the sprint race, which would which would net you half points, but it's a reverse grid pull from Friday's qualifying. I definitely like the reverse grid element. I'm definitely not ready to give a shit about Sunday's race on Friday. Like I, I yeah. that's where I fall down. I think I just I don't care about qualifying on a Friday. Yeah, because I think so, with, yeah. I think with GP two, it's it was a lot better having the qualifying on a Friday because then you've still got a race on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do we? You'd still have the race on Saturday. You'd have the reverse grid race Saturday. Yeah, but no, quali qualifying qualifying find, Saturday morning. Yeah, I just I find I, I, I like I find, the fact that some people can't see it and it makes them sad. <laughs> but yeah, I I find I find the sprint format weekend if, to if, say if, that it's got I, a sprint in it. If I, I find if I it, may it just. I, I'm literally seconds away from finishing my points. So okay. no, um, but yeah, I find I find the sprint format draggy. I, I don't find it exciting. I find it less interesting than the normal You've, weekend. You've you've taken the main excitement out of a number of races, yeah. which is generally the start, mm -hmm. and you've given everyone a preview twenty four hours before of that start. Now that's Look, fine. That didn't work. That it, didn't happen this week, though, did it? Well, no. So this is the difference between the two. You need to have a mixed up grid on at least one of those mm -hmm. because Max was on pole on the first one, and well tried to put Leclerc into Houston mm -hmm. before turn one. And then on the second one, you have Max down in sixth and Leclerc and Norris and Hamilton and all that. Therefore, yeah. the best thing they can do for the sprint start is to stick the top 10 in reverse or something. Yes, or, yeah. Top oh, eight, oh. Do, do like GP2 used to do. It used to be yeah. reverse square pole from eighth position. Yeah. And you somehow always Markloff ended up eighth. What I was, <laughs> what I was going to say was uh, Lee tightly sex tape, but it's a bit late for that now. <laughs> Um, I'd even I'd, I'm willing to take one race, just test it for once and see what it's like. Championship reverse full twenty. Um, put Sergeant and Ricardo on the front row and see what happens. Just for one and race. <laughs> yeah. That that relies on Sergeant actually keeping his car running between qualify well between the start of practice and the race. It would be just his luck, wouldn't it? I'm on pole, I'm on par. Are you sure it wouldn't end with Ricardo looking over to his right, biting his lip, wondering <laughs> if... <laughs> oh, carry on. Oh, God, Sorry. have you downloaded the book already? <laughs> <laughs> Are we interrupting your Kindle me time? <laughs> oh, God. Christ, I don't know what to do next. We'll do, we'll do Williams. Yeah, to, I mean, nothing happened with Haas, right? But he was polling Lance's heart. <laughs> <laughs> he was polling something of Lance's. Um, yeah. Yeah, Williams looked into the points. Get double points finish. Yeah, I mean, mm. you know, Sergeant, Sergeant gets his deb debut points in his home, one of his home races. You know, his second time lucky for him. Mm. Um... He gets his pub quiz answer. Yeah. <laughs> which is that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Which former F1 driver and now 
Ginetta supercars <laughs> test driver. <laughs> and now Aldi bag <laughs> Actually, funnily enough, we're watching British GT on um, Sunday afternoon before the race. And in all all the time that we were watching it, there was one retirement and it was a Ginetta. And it was driven by the Stig. Was, <laughs> ben Collins? Yeah. Or was it the other one? No, it was the original. Uh, sorry, the second oh, Stig. Per- Percy. Perry? Mm. Percy? Perry McCarthy. Perry, thank mm. you. Yeah, no, sorry, it was it, it was the it was the second Stig. But yeah, it was um, Ben Collins retired. Oh, it was Ben Collins, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, um, his kind of Stig-like, non-Stig-like, for copyright reasons, replacement, Abby Eaton, was in the same race, and she didn't even get to drive because her teammate binned it. Mm-hmm. So not a good not a good day for um, Clarkson slave drivers. Mm. Is that a thing? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Williams. So... Um, look, looks into the points. Albon, another penalty for track limits. Mm-hmm. He uh, he seems to be picking those up at an alarming rate. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I think he's previously kicked off at the team, hasn't he, for not telling him when he's on the verge of getting a penalty? Yeah, I think it might be one of those. Well, stop doing it. Well, well, there is that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I think I think they haven't. I think certainly at previous races they haven't told him once he gets the flag, like the final warning, and then they, they tell him, "Oh, you've got a penalty," and it's like, well, "Why didn't you warn me?" Hmm. So I think a lot of a lot of the other drivers may get the information on the dashboard because the dashboard is separate to the wheel. Williams are the only team with a dash built into the wheel, so maybe it's a smaller screen, so they just haven't got room to fit the "you've got a black and white flag" message on there. Interesting. I, I was th- thinking how weird it was on Sunday looking at the Williams. How they've still they they still go with that like old fashioned style wheel. I mean, you say old fashioned; mm. it's not as old fashioned as the older wheels. It's not it's rammed. It's, it's not <laughs> rammed, is what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah com- compared to what some of the other teams have got, <laughs> but they it share it shares more in common with a. 1990 by six McLaren wheel than it does anyone else's. That's the thing. Yeah, but apparently it works for it. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> uh, no, let's not be. Let's not, like Williams have done a good job this year. Yeah, good job this mm-hmm. weekend yeah. as well because they, and, they were fairly equal. And Albon, like, can stick that car places it shouldn't be. Yeah, in a, in qualifying, and unfortunately, with all the penalties, he's sticking the car in places that he's not allowed to be. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> right. I I still think I, I he's got a like a big team move in him album. Mm. Well, what was it that um, Helmet said this year? Uh, this year, this weekend, didn't he say something along the lines of, "It's too soon for Albon to come back to the team," but. Um, everything that happened that year was with us wasn't his fault and he's clearly extremely talented so you've yeah. changed your tune he has changed his tune yeah. the, I, I still think the, be- the best guy, guy through that whole album debacle was George Russell if you remember the interview he had on Sky mm. where uh, so, uh, he, he just blurted out as well the Red Bull needs to sort something out because they're making Albon look like an idiot and he's anything but that yeah yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I did like the bit with um, Sergeant when they they just quickly cut to him <laughs> overtaking Kevin Magnuson, and uh, Crofty just out of nowhere went, "Here comes Logan Sergeant." As if it wasn't for 16th place. It was like the, the cheap copy of the Here Comes Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> I, I, the, I fucking hate the Sky coverage. And I remembered how much I hated it when I turned the TV on. I caught part of the F1 Academy. And the F1 Academy used Sky, uh, even on F1 TV, yeah. used Sky's people. I, I I watched it for maybe 30 seconds and threw up my mouth twice. And I was like, ah, I can't. <laughs> I like it, but I can see various bits which where there are problems. Uh, mate, I, I, I swear, anybody listening to this, do yourselves a favour, just go and buy whatever fucking VPN happens to be like the your favourite flavour of VPN and pay for five, like just £5 for a month of F1 TV and it will transform how you watch Formula 1 again. Like it it is so much better. Yep, you won't you won't be able to, you won't be able to watch it live. You'll have about a ninety second delay. That's pretty big transformation. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does, I, 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 I would take an hour's delay not to listen to Crofty. <laughs> Apparently, I, I come out with some classics this week. He, there were a couple of things which he said where he went. Oh, there was one bit where he was talking about there. Ocon um, having a moment about ten laps after he retired. Oh yeah, that was fun. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's clearly ghastly. Like, it's lovely overtake by Esteban Ocon on such and such. He's, he was out ten laps ago, you <laughs> moron. The problem with the commentary on Sky now is is that Crofty shouldn't be there. Martin Brundle should be Crofty if Martin Brundle is going to be the next Murray Walker, and they need a driver in that commentary box now. But that, that sort of, the year they had him and Coulthard do it back at BBC, it didn't really work very well. Brundle no, did it. I, Was that I, a I'm Coulthard issue, though? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan point. of Yeah, <laughs> I'm a, I mean, it worked better than the previous year because, remember Jonathan Ledgeard? <laughs> Is this good enough? No. <laughs> Every qualifying. God, yeah. Um yeah, Ledgard now resigned to doing Bristol Rovers versus Forest Green on BBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, Julian Palmer, absolute commentary goat now for me. Julian Palmer is the best commentator in Formula One. I like Alex. I like Alex Brundle a lot. Yeah, Alex mm. Brundle's good as well. How can, uh, you, how can and... you tell the difference? Yeah, the, the, There are <laughs> lots of similarities in the voice. Yeah. Mainly um, the last seven letters of his name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and who is the IndyCar driver that was on F1 TV? I keep forgetting. Oh, Hinch. James Hinchcliffe. Yeah. Mm, he's good. He's great. Mm, the, he's mayor, the mayor of Hinchtown. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, yeah, he's such a good commentator. Unfortunately, Coulthard seems to have bought into F1 TV in some way because he's he does a lot of the commentary now. Mm. Um, but you've always got like the... Uh, is it Alex Jakes? Which yeah. Is yeah. The, 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 yeah. He's good. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have Jolly and Palmer on with them or you'll have like Hinchcliffe did it this weekend. So there's always somebody good as well. I, I would be very happy if, as a Sky subscriber, I'd be very happy if in the natural successes of Crofty, Brundle, Ted and all that were uh, the two Alexes, Jakes and Brundle, and then um, in the pit lane, Jolian. 
I'd, I'd take that. I'd be happy with that. With, with special comments from Davide Valsecchi. Oh, God. Has he just disappeared now? <laughs> he I, th- I, think, I think he's doing Sky Italy. Ah. I hate him. <laughs> we, we have noticed. You have, yeah. you have made mention of this one, once or twice. A yeah. clip of you slagging him off was used as a joke clip of slagging me off on my radio station for a couple of years. I don't know if you even know this. <laughs> That's know amazing. This. Paul, do you remember this? I, I don't know about this. I got Paul, oh. you, there's one clip where you go, he's, he's useless. He just, he can't talk. He just can't talk. <laughs> And I used to use that clip to open my new music show every so often. <laughs> the new music show with Kieran Thompson. Oh, he is rubbish. <laughs> He's just not good at speaking. Oh, see, that's gone on the Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> the Wikileadia. <laughs> that's my oh, romantic man. fan. <laughs> <laughs> Will you donate two dollars to? Uh... <laughs> oh God! Right, what we got next? Um, AlphaTauri, uh, fastest lap for Yuki. Yes, that was exciting. <laughs> yeah, but with a massive asterisk. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, saved a set of soft tires for it, just to be on the safe side. Um, coming after a fastest lap for Danny Rick, who it kind of didn't work. It was. It was just complete and utter shit show by mm-hmm. AlphaTauri because Max didn't have the fastest lap. So if he wasn't going to get it, um, whoever had it at the time, because I think it sort of traded between George Russell and Carlos Sainz. Mm. So it was, um, let's let's sacrifice an AlphaTauri and, um, and to be fair, it wasn't take it sacrificing. Away. They sacrificed Ricardo when they put him on a one-stop. By that point, the, the sacrifice mm. was done. Yeah, that really didn't work. It did not. Um, Ricardo, uh, should he have stayed out till the end of the season? No. I think if he had done, he he wouldn't have a seat, would he? Yeah, they had to bring him back. I I still think there's a chance he gets Perez's seat, you know. I mean, he's he's guaranteed a seat next season. I don't know which team it's going to be in, but Mm -hmm. um, at the moment, Red Bull have four drivers and three of them are guaranteed to be there next year. I wonder when it comes to because we remember Helmut Marco's comments, don't we, about uh, the if if Perez doesn't get second and Hamilton usurps him, mm-hmm. do we think that inside the Red Bull boardroom they will take into account the fact that Hamilton was disqualified from this race? Will there be that if because Perez should end the season now mm-hmm. in second place? But is it going to be a case of what Hamilton should have had a second place and he was taken away? I don't know. I don't know if you can because they they've never had second in the drivers' championship before when when they've won it. So mm. yeah, mm. I think I think if he gets second, I I think yeah, it would be quite stingy of them to put an asterisk next to it. Yeah, I don't think in a couple of years' time we probably won't be talking about. Remember the time Perez lost second to Hamilton? No, no. But but when they're talking about the case of if Mm -hmm. he loses second in the championship, he might lose his seat. Yeah. I I think there's an argument for it. Personal opinion is I think maybe we should be having that conversation. But I just wonder who's going to do better. I don't know. Who's who's, who's widely available anyway? If you stick with that. 
land or a bear. It doesn't yeah. matter anyway, does it? I mean, Verstappen's points total is more than Mercedes and yeah. <laughs> everyone else's points total. So. If he if thing. he wins next weekend, mm-hmm. he will have won the constructors' championship by himself. Yeah, yeah, he that must be a good up. feeling. Yep. <laughs> Unless you're Perez, yeah, <laughs> yeah. or no. anyone on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's what there's um, 39 points between Hamilton and Perez. Hmm. Um, four races and one sprint to go. There's every chance he might fucking lose it. Actually, mm-hmm. thinking that, yeah. If he doesn't pick his form up... And Hamilton now seems quite happy with the car. He's got... Uh, it would be interesting to see how Perez performs this weekend with the mm-hmm. added pressure of being at Mexico as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because this mm. is usually one of his better tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Hamilton mm. goes well at sort of a lot of the ones still to come, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Brazil he, he does. He's always been good towards the ass end of a season, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton, I think he's won the championship twice in Mexico, hasn't he? I think, yeah, yeah twice in Mexico. Usually very good in Brazil. Usually quite good at Abu Dhabi. Mm. Most of the time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Vegas is a complete wild card. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say that's going to be a Perez bad outing because Perez doesn't seem to do well at the at new tracks. No, he, you know, he. I, I don't think he's one of those drivers. Like some drivers, like uh, it, it is without doubt, fucking Alonso will be like second or third, you know, after FP one in Las Vegas. Not because he's got the pace to do it or the car's got the pace. Just he's one of those drivers that seems to be able to turn up to new circuits and mm-hmm. find it quickly, mm-hmm. and then yeah. obviously gets shuffled down as the natural order. Uh, occurs. I I don't think Perez is that guy. He was all right in Miami, wasn't he? But that's about it. But that was in the that that was when he was in the vein of form as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was Miami this year that killed him. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. It's he he has a good May. May's May's a good month for Perez. June onwards, forget it. So he kind of tends to Cinco after Mayo? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, Who are we on what, at the moment? Paris. What borderline racist if we're on it? No, I mean, I mean, I mean team-wise, <laughs> who are we talking about? Team-wise, we've jumped, we've jumped from Williams to Red Bull for, um, for some unknown reason. I thought reason. We, were, we were talking about Alpha Tauri. Alpha, Alpha Tauri, yes. Paul just put himself in the same box as Helmut Marco. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a Mexican-based joke, and he is Mexican. <laughs> just lazy Say Jim Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, Sonoda, Sonoda actually had a good race. Yeah, he, he was uh, solid. I thought, I thought he was fine. Okay, he's he's benefited from. Um, three things, Alonso breaking down and the two disqualifications, but I'd say that wasn't an awful race for Yuki. Four points and fastest lap for five. Yeah, I mean, Isn't that as many points as he scored all bloody year? Yeah. 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 Alpha Tauri have to be one of the disappointments of the year, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, a, a, a bad car to begin with, a driver that couldn't handle the bad car to begin with, mm. I, I still 
still don't think everything that happened to Debris was down to him. He's not, he's, he's not crap. I just don't think he was very good with that car. I think that was what he is, and he was just... He was hired off one race. I don't know, because, I mean, you know, he was he was good in F2. He won Formula E, which, say what you want, you've got to have some driving ability to do well in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, are we, are we going to say future Formula E world champion Dick Tantrum? Probably I mean, not. If if the fucking if if all justice was just within the world, we would. I don't think he's in it next year. Am I right in thinking? Oh, is he pissed off another team? Is he? I thought he was out of Formula E. Tweet, uh, I just typed in FE twenty twenty four, and I've got a Hyundai. Right, twenty twenty four. I'm pretty sure he's gone. It's. A, I, th- I think he has gone. No, he's not. That's a lie. He's in. He's in a team called ERT. Oh, see, but it. I, I have no. Re- he's the only reason I have to watch Formula E. And I, I still got, don't. I quite like the Formula E. I mean, he's, he's, I you should get a couple of good crashes, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, your couple of years ago was good. <laughs> Unless they're driving around the XL Centre, then you just get one big crash with every car involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was wild. That, that it's was amazing. The... You can have a twenty-car pileup and no one retires. How does that work? Yeah, that right there was. Uh, we need to fix the AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. you know, that, that's it. Oh, th- this game's awful. Oh, did you not download the day one patch? No. <laughs> Apparently, Nick DeFries has signed for Mahindra to replace Roberto Meri, which is the most bland sentence I've ever heard in my life. God, instead, of, um, instead of toast tonight, for dinner, we're having dry noodles. It's <laughs> like someone saying, Beige, paint me a picture with your words. <laughs> Nico Rosberg. <laughs> Listen, that man knew. I'm going to start writing Nico Rosberg erotic fan fiction. Not because Fifty Shades of Beige. Not because I find him attractive, just because it'll be so easy. Even as a heterosexual man, it'll be so easy to do. Tell you what, this bottle of wine's working. But yeah, um, good good weekend for AlphaTauri overall. Yeah. Um, Two quickest drivers on the track, technically, for one lap. Yeah, <laughs> just not all of them. Not, not for the other 55. <laughs> yeah. <but that's> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Every cloud. Yeah. Um, um, I, I don't think they've brought Danny Rick back too soon. I think he, he, he just, he'll, he'll take a tiny bit more time, you'll bed in, and he'll be okay. He won't be spectacular, he'll be fine. I, yeah. he, I think, I even, think he even will, if he, he will look stronger than uh, Sonoda before the end of the year. Yeah, even if he does move up to move back up to Red Bull next year, I don't, um, I don't think we'll see the old Danny Rick. Maybe not. No, I think I know. I I think we would see the old Danny Rick. I just think the because uh, let's not forget the old Danny Rick left Red Bull because he could see that. Our form Danny Rick is not beating Max Verstappen, probably in any of the forms. No. Uh, but I do think an on form Danny Rick 
destroys Sergio Perez. Yeah, yes. I've just forgotten what on-form Danny Rick is, though. That's a problem. Mm, it's been a while. Been on form since the end of 2020 when he started putting in some good performances for the artist formerly known as Renault. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, he was all right for a couple of races. Did he get a podium? Yeah, because... Mm. Yeah, he got a podium because... Um, <laughs> <Cyril. laughs> got a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Bye, France. <laughs> Why do we always think... get some someone from the Isle of Wight who insults countries? <laughs> I just don't think we can judge Danny Rick, multiple Grand Prix winner. Uh, we, we, you know, someone that we looked at, especially when, when he dispatched Seb uh, as world champion in waiting. I don't think we can just we can judge him because of two bad years at McLaren. No, no, I agree. It's just it puts you know it sets you. Sets you slightly off course, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that that move to McLaren has wrecked his Formula One career. Yeah, it's what wild. It's what they said about Alonso in two thousand and seven. Hang on a minute. Move to Renault doesn't doesn't work out. Leaves in a strop. Goes to McLaren. Car's an absolute dog. Can't drive it. That's totally enjoy. There's enjoy total... breaking down at the Indy 500 in 2027. Yeah, there's, t- there's total <laughs> shunt potential in these facts. <laughs> Keep everyone guessing until the spaffer. He is. I, I, re- I reckon he's <clears throat> followed Alonso's career and gone, yeah, he's made some great career moves. I'll do the same. Yeah, that's very possible. <laughs> I'd see another 10 years of Danny Rick in the sport. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, just give him a shot at the Triple Crown. Yeah. Um, actually, talking of Alonso, it's going to be Aston Martin next. Um, Stroll in quite a strong seventh place, bearing in mind the start he had to the weekend. The single digits. Yeah. <laughs> um, the car- he had a decent race, though. Stroll yeah. had a decent yeah. race. Yeah, yeah. The, the, car, the car being an absolute, um, absolute dog to drive right up until, well, um, up until the actual race. Hmm. Because um, what was it the switch ram they did? Alonso went back to the old spec and yes. Stroll got the upgrades for the race because they were both crap until then. Yeah, so because they both had a, a poor qualifying, they basically used the race as a test. So yeah, Alonso had the old floor. Stroll had the new floor that they bought for this race that they weren't quite sure whether it was a goer or not. And well, Stroll got the better result. Didn't put it in the wall. Mm. Yep. Well, never did Alonso, to be fair. He just broke down. No, that's true. What was it? Hydraulic leak in the end. I thought it was floor damage. Oh, yeah. Floor damage, they came across and said, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, a, it's a shame for Alonso. Yeah. I'm, I'm fairly disappointed, though, with Austin Martin because um, the, at the beginning of the year, it looked like, oh, fuck, the investment's worked. Like, this is this is... We've got a new team in amongst the upper midfield, and they've became like Force India again. Hmm. Well, not even, no, kind of the reverse of Force India because Force India used to get it all together at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. But I, I'm just I'm really interested for next year to know whether is Austin Martin's like fall back into the pack a. Um, 
a natural occurring thing because other teams didn't do well enough. Remember, like I always used to say about Williams, when Williams were up there at the beginning of like the last, like the the hybrid engines, and they, they were there because everyone else had done a terrible job of the engines, and they were there with Mercedes. Hmm. Um, I wonder whether Austin Martin have just fell back because better teams have outdeveloped them, or have they? Was it an embarrassment of riches where they didn't think they were going to be as strong as they were at the beginning of this year, and all of their their eggs are in next year and like the future when their like their their whole new infrastructures are online? Is it was it was it a Brucey bonus the first half of the year? <laughs> they're, they're meant to have more wind tunnel time than most of the other top teams are made because it's a sliding scale. Yeah. But but so. they lost out on some for slightly breaking the cost cap. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it, it wasn't like a huge thing, was it their their cost cap thing? I th- I think it was um I've got two million in my head. Some somewhere around about there. Yeah, that sort of sounds about right. Yeah. So that's like I mean, one buffet in Yeah, in one, the grand scheme of things yeah. it's not Masses. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that they have lost a bit of wind tunnel time, but um, it's really hard to say because at the start of the season they had a faster car than McLaren. Now McLaren have got a faster car than a lot of other teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it's I think they've stayed they've stayed where they are with other teams just improving more. McLaren, especially, like I, I don't think anybody predicted the turnaround of McLaren. No, not in the slightest. But of course, the, the big, the big Aston Martin question is, what do they do with Lance? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so here's what I think. I think they give him next year in Aston Martin. I don't know, like a, you know, like when someone's coming up to retirement, you go, you go on your own terms, you go on your own terms, but you know, and that was a good time. time. (laughs) Give him next year, twenty twenty five. Put him in the hypercar, watch him crash that a bit, and then slowly slinks off into streaming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Um, there there is there is talk about the moment of um, Aramco heading a consortium to buy the team out. Really? Mm. Mm. That's that's the rumour at the minute. I, I'm not one to cheer on Saudi Arabian oil all the time, but I'll take it. Even <laughs> 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 as someone who works in a clean tech company, I don't think I'm meant to, but here we are. Um, I'm. I think we, uh, the Lance Stroll. Is this one of those even Hitler-like Labradors moments? Okay, I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not affiliated to that comment. I do not know who this man is. I've never met him. Uh, no. Um, I. I think it's time is up for the Lance Stroll experiment. It's been seven long years. We've we've had some laughs. You've had a few podiums. Now enjoy the hypercars. And we actually let's get. I can't believe I'm saying this. Let's give Drugovic a go. <laughs> oh, that's, I am, that's, I, I am so glad we're recording this because I am going to play that one back and haunt you for the rest of this podcast's <laughs> life. <laughs> and it's uh, World Championship, me going, oh, uh, I should have said that. is the perfect place for Albon to go to. Absolutely, yeah. Spot on. Yeah, I mean, it could learn a hell of a lot from Alonso. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He's I think that, that's been Lance's problem this year. Lance's issue has been Alonso because regardless of where the car is or what the car is doing, Alonso is fucking relentless. And he doesn't have an off day. No. And it's it's so obvious. You know, the the can you imagine how much how much that feels? Like the, the how bad that feels when you have a a championship. And we'll see, like, if you take uh, Hamilton and Russell, for instance, Hamilton had a better, better year this year. George Russell had a better year last year. We might get to Mexico this weekend and George Russell might have the measure of Hamilton or it might be the other way around because it ebbs and flows. There is no ebbing and flowing in Aston Martin. It's Lance Stroll turns up to work and Alonso goes as, like half a second quicker than him all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, that's tough. Mm. But you know, he's the heir to a billion dollar prize, so I'm willing to. <laughs> I willing to let him have a couple of tough seasons. Yeah, but do, do you know what? Right, I think the best thing that, Alon- uh, that he's done all year was push his engineer over. <laughs> like ev- everyone else, no, everyone else. The wrestling fan in the room here. Well, yeah, a little bit. I thought but was he, it not his physio uh, or his personal trainer rather than his? Well, then he, uh, you know, he can probably do like a a proper like flat back bump. He'd be all right. But the um, <laughs> yeah, he turn it into a move. Yeah, <laughs> start it out. But um, the th- the thing is, is that if he didn't do that, he wouldn't care. And the fact he was so frustrated with himself, he did that. And and like the the Formula One fucking Twitter internet community, so oh you, you, they shouldn't be doing that. Like Jesus Christ, we've we've seen Formula One drivers throwing helmets across garages because they're upset with themselves. I was happy that he showed some passion about his sport, which had, which had all vanished by the time he went into the interview pen. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I, look, there's a, there's a fine line between passion and charisma. I'm not saying he has both. <laughs> in, res- in wrestling parlance, though, cutting promos has never been his strong point. No, no, no. <laughs> I could see him shoving that. You know how like sometimes when you think you, you're big enough to fight the school bully and you punch him, he goes, what are you doing? I could see the physio being pushed by Lance and him going... You're trying to push me over. <laughs> I'm your physio. <laughs> Bitch. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm you say that though, but like, because Lance Stroll's one of those people that it's like, oh, you, you like you, you've done like a bit of like Muay Thai or something like that. Then it t- it turns out, oh, it's like, oh, you, you do like MMA, yeah, and he's trained by George Saint Pierre because he's got the money to do it. So. Yeah. Never underestimate those people. <laughs> he's he's that he's Monica's boyfriend in frame. I was just about to make the same analogy. <laughs> <laughs> he's Zuckerberg training for a fight against Elon Musk, which is never going to happen. Yeah, I would buy that pay per view though. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd, I'd find a dodgy stream. That yeah. <laughs> Uh, right, where are we next? Um, Alpine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yes, Alpine. Um, well, they were binary, 
very, yes. very, very much so. I mean, Ocon's car did have quite an impressive hole in the side pod after um, after he got the yeah, asteroid. Yeah, it did make a mess, didn't it? It looked like a very sort of mm. innocuous coming together at sort of first glance, and then you look at the car, and it's like, oh no, that is a big problem. Mm, yeah. yeah, you could see right up to its kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still talking about Danny Rick? Oh, we got to give this an explicit warning because it's just too sexy. This podcast, (laughs) (laughs) I'm dinner first. I mean, dude, it's just sexy. It's just. Oh, we've already got the uh, E on Apple Podcasts, so the warning, Look, the warning is for there. Everything, yeah. I, think. <laughs> I feel that might be my fault. <laughs> I know for a fact it was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, I'm the one with access to the email account. I know it was you. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I get it. I get it. You know, I, th- there was another show that I used to do and um, didn't. DX would have been nothing without Shawn Michaels. That's gone. Yeah, didn't put didn't put the e, didn't put the e warning on there, and um, we used to have a poster up in the room that we recorded in saying "Do not say fuck or bugger," and then somebody read it out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that e appeared on that listing very very quickly, <laughs> and we lost both our audience. <laughs> um. So yes, Gasly. I don't. I don't recall him doing anything challenging or daft. He he, he just was there. Hmm. Yeah, he got sixth place out of it, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like that. solid yeah. day of driving. I mean, you know, eighth before disqualifications, mm-hmm. but still, that's decent. I mean, that that is that is still a points finish for a car and team that has struggled at points this yeah. year. Yeah, if all the cars finish where they should do, they should be 11th and 12th yeah. as the six-parters team and never get any points. Or when you take out the stroll thing, 10th and 11th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, it's so, like the old days when they didn't use the number 13. Yes. <laughs> we miss Maldonado. <laughs> we do. The black one, turn one was a good game. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it was um, yeah, it was it was looking like a solid um, solid weekend all around for the team. But obviously, uh, Ocon suffered at uh, turn one on the start. Somebody always does. Yeah. Um, you know, you you get twenty cars go, going into a very tight corner and trying not to um, go off track. So, uh, and just having to be Ocon. How weird. <laughs> I know you've never been his biggest fan, have you? I it's it, to me, Ocon's just one of those people that he, the it, him and Gasly, I, I feel they are drivers that should be in separate teams. Yeah, I don't disagree. I I agree. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I would I probably put Ocon as a number two. I'd probably put Gasly as a number two. I rate Ocon slightly higher than Gasly, but. The thing is, Gasly's perfect his perfect situation was that Alpha Tauri when it was a bit higher. quicker. Yeah, Ocon's yeah. peaks are higher, definitely. Yeah. yeah, if you want ninth, buy Gasly. If you want third and DNF, buy Ocon. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And if you want what the hell's going on, get two for the price of one. Mm. He does seem like a dick, though, doesn't he? Oh, Which God. one? Oh, can't. Apparently, he's lovely out of the car. Apparently, he's one of the nicest people on the grid. Alonso thinks he's a bell end, and, so, and Max Verstappen nearly caught him <laughs> in the <laughs> attic. Al- Alonso is hardly, you know, Terry Wogan, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Lando, Lando likes Alonso. That's. I think that's how we yeah. should judge other drivers. Yeah, okay, I could see that. <laughs> I think even Ricardo, who again seems to just like everyone and everything, I'm yeah. sure he had uh, like a, a pop at Ocon once. Yeah, but I can't remember exactly what he said. Not a crossword but... with Alonso. No. Publicly. Well, the, I mean, Button and Alonso were in the same team when they were qualifying 84th and last Grand Prix, weren't they? Mm-hmm. So yeah. They, and, they went, you know, when... and they went and got on the podium together. It was beautiful. I could wrote fiction <laughs> yeah. about that. They had to, <laughs> to break onto the podium, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think Ocon's all right. I think he's he seems quite a nice person. Not on the track. On the track, he's one of the most evil human beings you could come across. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems quite, you know, I've still not quite forgiven him for Brazil those years ago. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. Gasly, I've never rated really since GP2. He tried to kill Daniel de Jong in Belgium once. Mm. I think... I think in from a litur- liturgical standpoint, I should say he didn't actually try to kill him. It just looked <laughs> a bit like that. And yeah. in his second GP2 year, when he was the clear favourite for the title and everyone thought he was going to wipe the floor of it, Giovinazzi nearly won it. Mm-hmm. I think that he, he got a lot of good credit from his win, didn't he? Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and it's... It's really weird because it's it feels like Formula One all of a sudden went oh a new rising star and you go hang on a bit have you not been watching the same I've been watching for years um and it, it was like oh well that must be like the new Gasly and lo and behold it wasn't the new Gasly it was just an on form Gasly on that yeah. day mm, someone who got situation. lucky during shenanigans yeah. Much like Ocon's, mm, you know, it's very a, much so. uh, like, yeah, we have Alonso defending like a lion moment. Mm. Yeah, the weird grid, wasn't it? The one that um, Ocon won, the yeah. one where, where like Hamilton was the only person on the grid. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And had it had Alonso not defended from uh, Lewis so well, Lewis probably would have won that race. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I tell you what, though, the fact we just talked about two wins like that, um, isn't it wild that Hulkenberg never got a podium? <laughs> Yet. <laughs> he's still there. He's still there. He's still trying. But isn't it wild that he... No, we're not even talking about wins here. Mm. Never a podium. Mm. No, if we're, talk, if, we're talking about, if we're talking about not getting wins, then obviously that's Nick Heidfeld's world of disappointment. Oh, God. Yeah, well, yeah. No oh. single seater win since '99. Hulkenberg's <laughs> better than Heidfeld, though, isn't he? Statistically, no. no Heidfeld's got podiums, hasn't he? Most podiums. Well, he's sti- got most yeah. Statistically, statistically, Lewis is better than Alonso, but that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Heidfeld's got the most podiums without a win. Yeah. Well, he's only one above Lando now. Oh. Land- Lando is one behind Heidfeld on the. All-time loads of podiums, no wins. It would have been so good. 
the difference is time there, though, isn't it? Yeah, Lando's, yeah. But Lando's yeah. done it in four years. Yeah, it would have it would have been so good if Lando could have rounded his hundredth Grand Prix start off with a win. Mm, right yeah. Mm. yeah, I mean Lando is the only um, the only F one driver we've had on the podcast that hasn't won a race. Mm. Is it? I know we're kind of gone slightly off piste here, but the uh, that's not like us. <laughs> is this the best time for British motorsport? If it's Formula One. And uh, I, I'm including Albon in that as well because mm. he would be racing under a British flag without funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? it will be. I think um, mid '90s was okay, but I mean, the days of the days of the Magnificent Seven. Mm. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me the seven here. Yeah, oh, we've done this before. It was um, Hill, Coulthard. Herbert Brundle. If I hear the word Blundell on this, oh, there it is. Yeah, Blundell. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're downgrading the word magnificent. Yeah, <laughs> heavily. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and two others. But yeah, um, Eddie Irvine when he felt like it. Was that a Mansell? Was, 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 that back, was that the Mansell year as well when he was in McLaren? Uh, could, could <laughs> when he fit, yeah. I think yeah. Because if you're saying Brundle and Blundle, it has to be yeah. Cause the form, the the first Formula One game told me that. Yeah, I think it was. But I remember there was that season with seven seven British drivers. Yeah, but but I mean, like, so we've got four like four British drivers in Formula One right now, and uh, I think any of them could be race winners. I mean, and two of them are. And uh, I, I think in the right situation, they could all be world champions. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean there is a, there is a hell of a lot of quality. Um, yeah, coming through. Johnny Herbert, for instance, Johnny Herbert, great. Like he he was a great character for the sport. He at no point did you think Johnny Herbert could win a world championship? No, no, because he no, was either in a shit car or he had Schumacher as his teammate. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and he had fucking. Feet that were held on by fucking like etcher sketches. that works. I think as well from like a sort of a, a British driver perspective, um, Ollie Behrman, who's in F two at the yeah. moment, I think will probably be like the next one to mm, make yeah. that step up. I think he he looks very promising. Yeah, I think he needs to get out of the Ferrari Academy though, because that that is a challenge. Yeah, and it's 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 good for the future of British motorsport as well because mm-hmm. the uh, like you saw Schumacher, excuse me, the amount of Germans that Schumacher dragged through mm. into Formula One. So if you've got four British drivers as good as what we have now, they are going to drag more people and inspire more people into Formula One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I should I should watch more uh, more national level races and see what's coming through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, next team up, I guess, would technically be Mercedes with George Russell in fifth, and a Lewis Hamilton yeah. disqualification from second on the track. I mean, we've we've talked, you know, we've talked about the plank. Um, one thing though, the Mercedes is starting to starting to get the speed back. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not as fast in a straight line, but they've got the the same to have dealt with the grip, so it's better in the corners. And Hamilton was making up time on Verstappen for quite a few laps until Verstappen 
put his foot down again. Hamilton could have won that race and it would have been well earned. Mm. Yeah, I think they made a mistake by not putting him about two or three laps earlier. Absolutely. They put him right in the middle of the two things that they could have tried. Leave him out five laps later so he has some super fresh tyres towards the end or pit him exactly when Max and Lando pit. They did mm-hmm. the middle thing. They did the one thing you can't do. Uncharacteristic, isn't it? Yeah, that was a, yeah. It, was a, it was a complete Ferrari strategy move. Mm. Uh, I think Ferrari will like see you and raise you their strategy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if, if Ferrari had have done what Mercedes had done, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, as it turned uh, as it turned out, they made it worse. But <laughs> yeah, nice, nice one, Carlos. Good, good move. Yeah, nice. You're into P4. That's great. Cheers. And we have two drivers. <laughs> well, shit, we do, don't we? So how, how do you think the end? How do you feel about the inters, Carlos? What? <laughs> Leave me alone. Stop inventing. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, yeah, you don't often see Mercedes make mistakes like that. No, and it was very much a... It, it felt like they just didn't have their finger on the button and they just went, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next lap and see how quick they are. Oh, they're quick. Okay, we'll, we'll give it another lap. Oh, they're still quick. Oh, we're really now going to slow down. Oh, God, okay, Pitt, I don't know. They just <laughs> couldn't think their way around it. Mm. And that is rare for Mercedes. Bold statement. Uh, are they a team that is in... We, we've said this about teams in the past, uh, but it's usually something that happens, like, a long time afterwards. Um, but are they a team in the process of forgetting how to win? They're, they're a team that's missing James Vowles. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. Because he is he's proven his worth right now as oh, well. Oh hell yeah. He he would have been on it with the strategy. And have they have they gone from James Wells deciding what the strategy is to discussing it in committee and then eventually telling a driver, which obviously we know is the Ferrari problem. Mm-hmm. And now that are you know, Mercedes starting to go down that road and there's nobody to stand up and say, No, this is what should happen. And this is what we need to do, and this is what we need to do now. Mm. It's almost like they've employed Mike Constant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll pick it up on the numbers round, don't worry. <laughs> um, Russell was fine. It wasn't his most special fifth place, I wouldn't say. Mm. Well, yeah, net seventh. Mm. I think... I think I mean, he, Mercedes he had needs the to fast- do something about their lineup, you know. He had the fastest lap at one point. Yeah. Mm. Which I think is when all the Alpha Tauri shenanigans started to kick in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um I I think they need to they need to work something out because I, something I've noticed that over the course of this year is um when there's a good upgrade on the or sorry, up an upgrade on the car, it only works for one of the drivers. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's yeah, we we saw after the summer break they brought an update and it only worked for George. Now there's an update. Lewis Hamilton said this is the best update we've had. This is the first time I feel that felt the car all all year. And Russell is nowhere. I wonder if their driving styles are so contrasting, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible to keep both drivers happy. 
Um, I think both drivers are as good as each other. I know that's probably going to upset some people. Um, and I think the, the yeah, the, the Mercedes needs to work out what they want to do. They need to work out whether they want a Bottas for Hamilton or whether they want to breed the next Hamilton. I think I think Alpine have a similar issue actually. I think that they have again two drivers who are very contrasting in their styles, and in trying to sort of find something that work, will work for both of them, mm. it, it's ended up nowhere. Hmm. I, I think it probably shows that um, it shows how unadjustable the drivers are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it must be, you know, it's it's going to be tough for the team to compromise like that because mm. you, you usually end up bringing an upgrade something that doesn't not suit both drivers you're not get, you're still not getting the best out of the car mm-hmm. yeah obviously but that's what this is why i think max is so fast is because of how adaptable he is mm-hmm. and as we, we've said this so often i don't believe red bull build a car for max verstappen adrian newey and his key members of staff build the fastest Formula One car they can possibly do and go, yeah, it might be difficult to drive, fucking deal with it because it's rapid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how I thought Lewis used to be able to drive when the car was the number one car. But when the car's the number three, four, five car, he just struggles because I think he gets in his own head. Yeah. He, he gets into his own head and goes, okay, this is a problem and it's down to me to fix it yet again. That's I think he's lost case. his adaptableness. Like he's he, like the Lewis used to be one of those drivers that would take a car and wrestle it and make yeah. it go somewhere. And I don't think he's that driver anymore. No. Now, they, I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean to have to be a negative either. Maybe those drivers don't win all those world championships. Hmm. We know as well, but, don't we, that that George and Lewis are physically quite different because when Lewis had COVID and George drove his car, he had to wear shoes that were a size smaller to be able to fit his feet in the yep. car. So in, in theory, the innards of those cars are going to be quite different shapes, which is probably yeah. quite a challenge from a, an six engineering... Foot, six foot two, George. Mm-hmm. Tall guy. Yeah. It does freak me out that I'll one if I ever, in my life, don't see it happening, um, if I ever come across Fernando Alonso or Lewis and meet them face to face to think, wow, you're diddly. <laughs> Especially Fernando. Like, mm. Fernando's really short. Oh, Yuki yeah. Sonoda. Yeah. How's the weather down there, like? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, uh, what's her name that won um, race two in the... Amanda uh, Alcabaisi. Oh she was teeny, wasn't yeah. she? <laughs> Stood next to she Naomi so Schiff, who's quite tall. <laughs> I went out into the kitchen and said to Jane, the person who's just won the F1 Academy race is tiny. <laughs> I mean, they stood her next to Jamie Chadwick, and she's only five foot three, not mm. five foot two, as I thought. Yeah, yeah. she's five <laughs> foot three, and Jamie Chadwick was a good head higher than her. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I've now got that terrible feeling that if, if I ever meet... Fernando Alonso, which is clearly one of my sporting heroes, that it, I, I might be drunk enough to turn around and say, while you're down there, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, don't, don't, I, don't forget, this, this is the man who sat in on a Lewis Hamilton press conference and had to run away and throw up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, was, that, like, that was the curry the night before. He, um, <laughs> he he had he hadn't gone full dickhead at that point. Yeah, I I, I will back you up on that because I I felt bloody rough all day as well. 
I, I didn't think I didn't think I was going to get that. And if you remember, remember how sick I was when we came back to it as well when we were in the hotel room. I wasn't even sure whether I was going to get back. And when you did, you that was awful. I, when you did, I could actually tell that you were ill because we're in the hotel room. The snooker was on, and you slept through an entire Ronnie O'Sullivan match and didn't give a yes. shit about it. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> unheard of. <laughs> Yeah, you you actually kicked through an entire Ronnie O'Sullivan century break and didn't give a toss. <laughs> yeah. No, no, crazy. I, I was grey. I looked grey. It was a nice curry, though. It tasted good. I would do it again. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> Probably not having to meet Lewis and all next day. I'd, yeah, I'd, that was nice. I would have the same recipe again, just cooked in a different kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you know what? The... Sorry, go on. I, it just sorry, just not just because it was an interesting thing. Because I, I I might never meet like one of the people that's like arguably the best at what they do in the world ever. You know that's uh, again. Um, I'll never forget the feeling of Lewis Hamilton walking in the room. Like that, it was a, it was weird. Hmm. Yeah, the entire atmosphere yeah. just changed when he came in. Yeah, yeah, it was like that's not that's no. Well, I don't know what he is, but he's not the same as me. Like that, that we we are, we're made of the same stuff, but we're not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's someone's gonna <laughs> someone's gonna clip that and make me sound terrible. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> I'll send you the time codes. <laughs> tell you well, what. Tell you what. Should we move on to Ferrari? Talking of terrible, well, yes. sounding terrible. Can, can I quickly? I, I know I mouthed off on this slightly on our chat earlier, and I don't want to send hate mail or get hate mail sent to Three Legs Towers. Um, it's all I can do. <sighs> The people who are on Twitter and I, yeah, straight or X or Elon Chat Musknet, whatever we're calling it nowadays. To be fair, Facebook's Facebook's pretty awful as well. Let's just say social media. Mm -hmm. The social, the Smeeds, the people yeah. on the Smeeds. If they could stop turning round and going, "Oh, Maxwell has got a penalty. This has happened." Shut up! It is a rule. It is a regulation. It is unchangeable it would happen if it happened to joe russell albon whomever it happened to lewis it happened to leclerc yeah. it would have been the same for max go back to your basement at your mum's house and find something else to do because i'm bored but i will search for it every i would 10 like minutes. to hope it involves <laughs> turning a uh like you know those old like 80s halogen like um gas bottled heaters on but not pressing the clicky thing to make the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'd like to distance myself from that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got to admit, I, would, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting, you know, go back to your mum's basement. I was possibly expecting something like go back to your DIY show. Yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Knowles, you and me outside. I feel, Bring I, your two by four. I feel Kieran was underselling what the punishment. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. But uh, do you know what? Right. I I I, I genuinely don't because I, I speak to people that listen to this podcast like daily 
on social media and the, these some, some of these people I've spoken to now for years. Oh, yeah, that, remind, that reminds me. I saw your dad this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you think my dad has a technical nose to listen to a podcast? Come on. I thought you put it on tape for him every week and dropped it round. <laughs> yeah, but the eight track's broken. Yeah. Um, can you apologise from my behalf to all the listeners, if that's all right? Um, no. Uh, I, right, I used to, one of the things I love doing about this this show, I mean, first of all, it's nice to speak to, like, to friends about Formula One and the idea that other people want to listen to that. It's great. Uh, but I used to love the the people that you would randomly speak to and just interact with online about Formula One. That has been fucked over the past five years. Like the 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 level of knowledge of the loud Formula One fans. I'm doing the little rabbit ears things with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, the it's just it's it's remarkable. I do think it's Drive to Survive that's done it, and I I I think it's such a bad thing for a sport. Turning a like a world championship into a reality TV show has been a disaster on the fan side of it. Yeah, a little bit. It's just, it's turned everything into a war, hasn't mm. it? You, If you have the tiniest bit of sympathy for Max, you hate Lewis. If you have the tiniest bit of respect for Lewis's driving, you hate Max. And I'm yeah. just so bored of it. I yeah. will look it up day and night. I'll sit there. <laughs> My favourite thing post-race now is to just type in the word Team LH into Instagram and go through the various. Oh, let's see what Team LH Solomon Islands thinks of the race. Oh, they <laughs> thought it was George Russell's fault. Well, who saw that coming? Um, yeah. um, the bloke on None Twitter of these people watch races by. either. Oh. None of these no, people no, watch no. a race. I, mean, no, if- I, said to, I said to someone earlier when they were saying Max wouldn't have been penalised for the same thing, I said, I don't know if you caught the race, but don't worry, I imagine Drive to Survive will cover it next year. Yeah. Well, I, I, said, I said this morning to somebody... And was, um, uh, was the response to that, right, I'm going back to making DIY shows? <laughs> <laughs> couldn't <laughs> lift it, couldn't even shift it. Sorry, anyway. Um, <laughs> but the problem is, is these people have their, their freshest Formula One uh, knowledge is the last Drive to Survive episode they watched. Yeah. That's well, a shame. if you want um, engaging and entertaining and intelligent and... For the most part, generally non-biased but good-humoured F1 chat should uh, join in on our Discord server because that is a bunch of um, really good people. If you don't and you're on the other side of it, I suggest Missed Apex for you. (laughs) (laughs) You fit right in. (laughs) You You really are keen on spanners this week, are you? I, I just think it's really weird how he is playing to the like the internet team LH troll sort of thing. Like the mm. it's he's he is playing up to the lowest common denominator in Formula One, like internet fucking fandom. And I, I find it really strange. That was one it's one of the all time tweets. Why not let Lewis off, but promise any drivers violating his future will be severely punished? Don't hurt my guy. Hurt the. Ne- we, we've learned our lesson. It's fine. We, we just let's call it. It never happened. Just pretend it didn't happen. Okay? This, we'll is, this is not start the first time someone has had a plank violation. I'm sure this is no, this is not, not a no, new no. thing. 
It's but but what he's what he's aiming that that at as well loosely I would guess is mm-hmm. well Red Bull got away with the with with, with the cost cap, mm-hmm. which was the, the first, first time, time it had happened. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's look it's I, I I can't justify nonsense. I don't understand what it, what, <laughs> yeah, it would be, but um, I I just I, it, the thing is like the guy's doing it for for listens, mm-hmm. and he's doing it for internet uh, interactions. If it's working for him, great. That's what he's doing. I, th- I but, think do you call it clout? Yeah, and that. But like, as long as, uh, as long as he realizes it's fucking painfully obvious to to people that maybe don't care as much about the the, the internet clout from it, that's fine. Hmm. That wine's working. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, how did Ferrari fuck up this week? Well, they're plank for a start. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the, I think the biggest plank problem is the plank that works out the strategy. Oh, mm. I, I thought we'd moved on from Apex. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, Fred Vasseur said we got it wrong. We shouldn't have one stopped Charles. Uh, yeah, you think? Yeah. Well, they they were on to Plan D at one point, weren't they? When they talk about Plan D, and how they far were. does it go? I mean, they were, they were still talking. Um, what was it, Plan B or Plan C with Carlos when he came in for his last stop with ten laps to go? That was yeah. hilarious. No, that was um, it was Leclerc, wasn't it? Oh, was it Leclerc? Mm. Yeah, it was, they they, yeah. they they went like Plan C and D. Yeah, and he was he was C, not happy. Move to D? And he said, "Yeah, no, no, my race is already ruined." Let's leave things as it is. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. If you if you have seven laps left on your tires, what are the different plans differentiating from I'm just stuck on these tires now? Yeah. The only plan that's working for you is a blue turtle shell at that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Lando's overtaken Leclerc in the championship now. Leclerc's seventh. Wow. Yeah. Not a good and, and Carlos has really shown him the way since midsummer break. Yeah. He's been showing him the way all season though, hasn't he? Cuz um more so though like he's it it looks like Carlos's Ferrari team now. Funny enough, Amazon has recommended me from the same author as whatever it was called Sex with Danny Rick. <laughs> uh they've also got a book called Charles Leclerc and the Terrible Horrible No Good Very Bad Monaco Grand Prix, a book of sadness and disappointment for wow. children. Wow. For children? (laughs) Based on their Danny Rick novel, this person should not be writing for children, surely. (laughs) One for daddy, one for me. That is, that's the Nick Nick Heinfeldt line, isn't it? A book of sadness and disappointment for children. (laughs) Oh, oh, guys, my, my dad used to race in Formula One. Oh, did he? What's his name? Not important. (laughs) <laughs> did you not hear the part it said he used to drive a fucking <laughs> what does your dad do uh, he doesn't have a job <laughs> what, what's Morrison <laughs> driver <laughs> yeah. taxi taxi driver yeah he, um, he, he works for a big oil company yeah. Um, he's, he's a Tory MP. That's it. Honest. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. But yeah, Ferrari just—they—they—they oh, they never fail to disappoint, and it's hilarious. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, taking taking nothing away from Carlos, um, fourth on the road, third in the third on the classification. Yeah, Carlos drove fine, yep. not spectacularly. I Again, mean, you we, know, it is DSQ assisted. I mean, we've, we've said this since um, since he first came into uh, came into F one with um, Toro Rosso. He just gets on with it and then gets a good result at the end. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it might he's slightly be slower, slightly slower, Jensen Button. Hmm. You know that his because Button had that sort of steadiness about him, but there was also times where Button could be absolutely rapid as well. Um, yeah. Carlos doesn't doesn't seem to have those races where he's rapid, but he's is that is that the car consistently. Is that the car or the, or the team that's letting him down? Because, I mean, don't forget, his first win came after he um, basically told the pit wall where to shove their strategy and he was going to drive his own race. Oh, and look, he won. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 could, it could be Ferrari. You're right. I mean, the he, he 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 led the way for Lando, didn't he, when they were both in McLaren? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see them in the same team now to see how it would go. Hmm. Which team, though, are you shipping Lando to Ferrari or putting Sainz Good back God, in no, I'd love me some Lando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, shipping, he's, shipping, he's shipping Lando for himself. You can, you can hear him writing it now. <laughs> uh, wake up, son. You have a big brother now. <laughs> the tape's there for his benefit. <laughs> Um, yeah, Carlos is yeah very button-like. I think that's a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Better hair. Yeah. But, well, I mean, I don't want to offend Lee here, but I'd say he's a slightly better-looking man. But that's not doing down Jensen. <laughs> I mean... In a field of nines, there's a 9.1. If, if you're, if you're trying to field a Coldplay tribute act... Then button's the man you need. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Karen, can I can I just say you don't have to be you don't have to sort of restrict what you say anymore. You're past your probation now. You're a full member of the team, so you can insult Lee. <laughs> oh, oh, excellent. Yeah. Right, Team LH. Let's have it. um, <laughs> it's yeah, he's very very Ferrari-ish weekend. We lucked into a podium because of our own error. Yeah. Well, Lewis's error, but yeah, or Mercedes. Mm. Um, so that's McLaren next up. Um, second for Lando, gutted that he didn't win it. Yeah, same. It'll come. I, that's the first race for ages I felt sick watching. Yeah, I agree. I, I felt ill because you could see it. You could see that that car wasn't quick enough at, at a point where Lando, Lando was leading, leading the race. You go, he's in for third here and he's going to be third. And it was just... I, I, I'm glad I'm sad Lando Norris is picking thirds up in a McLaren. Yeah. yeah. That's the way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, coming from where they were at the start of the season, mm-hmm. you know, eighth was going to be a good result. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I didn't get was how did he manage to completely ruin that first set of hard tyres after his first stop? Because... He only did 16 laps on him, which was as long as he'd been out on the mediums. And he just killed the tyres by then. I thought the hard tyres were good for anywhere up to about 32, was 33 laps. Was he running too yeah. close to Max? 
Yeah, he was pushing with Max. He was, he was, he was in, trying in to the stay dirty in air, the DRS. Wasn't he? Mm, and, mm. I, and I think a lot of that was gamesmanship. From, could have been gamesmanship from Max as well, because Max could have gone faster. But if he was keeping Lando behind him, then that would have that would have caused Lando car problems. The softer the tyre, the better for McLaren this weekend. Mm. They were good yeah. on the softs. They were all right on the mediums. They were poor on the hards. Mm. Or he, I should say, because we didn't really see much of Oscar on the hards. Mm-hmm. Didn't at all, actually. Uh, no, yeah, I don't, no, he wouldn't have used, used him in the sprint. And um, no. he start, started on mediums. And, of course, he was uh, he was done after 10 laps from um, sort of resultant damage of the lap one problem. Yeah. Did anyone else? Sorry, sorry. Go on, Kieran. I was going to say, uh, did anyone else get? Was anyone else a bit surprised when Lando came in for a second stop that they didn't go for maybe a scrub set of mediums? Um, I was it just slightly too early? Mm. Yeah, I think I think it was it was about four or five laps too soon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, I suppose it depends what what they had left as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, how but, how scrubbed is the scrub? Yeah, yeah, good point. Because at one point, Ted said it looks like a used medium is better than a new hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you find a used medium. Mm, You're not sticking yeah. on the first set you put on, are you? I'd have I'd have thought a softer tire towards the end would have been would have been the move for. Yeah. Uh, for um, he didn't actually. I don't think he actually had any left. That's that. That would explain it. That would be yeah. a problem. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I think the only set of med- the only set of mediums that he had used set of mediums that he had were the ones he did the sprint in. Mm. So they'd already done twenty laps, or nineteen, or however it was. Yeah, shame, man. Yeah, I, I know. I I know. I'm uh, like just explaining Formula One in Jensen buttons here, <laughs> but uh, the land Lando Lando. Makes me think of BAR Jensen Button now. Yeah, you know, where when the like the the BAR could like stick a pole position here now and again, or uh, he, he was like second in the championship to Schumacher, and you just knew, oh, just give that guy the car, mm-hmm. and he can race anybody, he can race anyone on the grid. Mm. And Lando yeah. is deaf. He is that guy now. You know, you have your top drivers and Lando Norris that just needs a car. So yeah. McLaren to go for the triple diffuser next year. <laughs> what do you do if you Lando? Like really, like if you if you've got uh, Red Bull sniffing around you, you have um, Audi now have had links with uh, Lando for twenty six. Hmm. You don't go to Red Bull. Mm. Because Red so? Bull will they will park him. They will not let him attack Max. I think it depends. Let's let's remember how well he knows Max, and mm. um, if if Lando goes to Red Bull, Max has told Lando, "I'm leaving in 26." Because Morris Hamilton yeah. is absolutely like he he would put his whatever property he owns <laughs> on the fact that. Max Verstappen is going to leave Formula One in 2026. Yeah, I, if, I'm I'm not unconvinced that Max will win the next two seasons and go. I'm off to spend time with Nelson Piquet's uh, daughter. Yeah, insert Piquet <laughs> yeah. here. What is it? Uh, Kelly, Kelly mm-hmm. Piquet. Yes. That's it. I could see that happening. I totally could. He wants to race with his dad. 
Um, he, he, I could see Max put, going. Him and his dad do Le Mans. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. He's won uh, three world championships since Lewis won his last race. Uh, he doesn't need to tit about in Formula One to win six, seven, eight, nine. He could win his five, still be in his mid to late twenties, and go. I quite fancy fishing. <laughs> Do you know what? I, do, I don't think the numbers matter yeah. in Formula One. No, it's, I don't think so. The, I think they matter to some people, but not Max. Yeah, I think they matter to people that don't know anything about Formula One. It's the same people we were talking before about the, the team I like. I like That's why Ferrari are so numbers obsessed. But if you take, um, let, let, like, let's go back in time to like Alonso racing Schumacher for Alonso's World, World, uh, World Championship, yeah? What means more, that one world championship or, like, three of Hamilton's where he didn't race anybody? Oh, yeah, well... You know, that, that's... It's not... It, and the, the same would go for um, the championship between Max and Lewis, one of the hardest-fought championships Formula One's ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, yeah, look, we'll, look at what winning one championship against Lewis did to Rosberg, because he, mm-hmm. he just said, I don't have the mental strength to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, and he, he like Rosberg that year beat the driver that many think is one of one of the best, if not the best, to ever race in Formula One. Mm-hmm. So you've but that that championship, that that one there is worth more than the championships Lewis won racing nobody with Bottas as a teammate. Sure, yeah. You can you can add a few Schumachers into there as well. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, like 2002 Schumacher year. Yeah. Absolutely nothing of note that year apart from when Rubens let Schumacher through Austria. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, because because he won 15 and no one had a chance means that it's it's not worth everything. I don't. I, I guess you're not suggesting that either, Lee. It's just that you're every going to remember single, ones. Every single championship won by uh, Sebastian Vettel. I don't know, t- 2010 was a good year. Uh, that was against Alonso. Well, it was against four or five people. It was Alonso, Weber, and someone else could Hamilton. all win it on the last day. Yeah. Yeah, all, no. the, all, came, all came down okay. at the last race. That, that one you can have. Mm. Yeah. Um, that just leaves us with, really, Red Bull to talk about. Um, I mean, it's the fastest car on the grid. Hmm. In the right hands. At no point in that weekend was Sergio Perez the fourth best driver. Um, no, he wasn't the fourth best driver until about quarter to two this morning. <laughs> yeah, <good> point, yeah. <laughs> I was asleep in my comfy, comfy bed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Max, n- nothing left to say. Um, Sergio... Uh, his best weekend for a while, but that's only because previous weekends he would hit a bollard if he could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the the way that Max, I mean Max managed to control control the race even when he wasn't leading it. Yeah, he, you know he had that mapped out perfectly, exactly what he needed to do, and when he needed to do it, and you know that is L plan. Yeah, and he, he fought for it as well. You know, it wasn't an easy win by any stretch of imagination. Oh no, but um, he was he was in complete control. And if 
it, it was basically a case for him, I think, of if I do this right, I've got this. Doesn't matter if I'm starting in sixth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he got a good start, gained a, gained a place off the line, and then just spent practically the first two um, first two stints just picking off drivers one by one, not not pushing too hard, not pushing the car. Um, beyond he ground where- his way. He ground his way to victory. Mm. Mm. Yeah. He used the common thing of people being scared of Max Verstappen's strategy, and that got to people. Yeah, do, do you know what that was? That was a Prost-like win. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he did mm. exact exactly what he needed to do at the right time, and that was one. That was one thing that Prost always did when he was when he was ab- absolutely on one. Mm. I'd love to know the difference between the two cars at any one time. Uh, like at any race, I'm sure that the Max Verstappen obviously gets all the posh bits before um, Perez, but you're still talking about one of the most well-resourced teams on the grid. So it's not like it's going to take a long time for the you know it's not like Williams, which will give like an upgraded car to Albon, and then maybe three or four races down the line. Uh, Sergeant gets that car. Mm-hmm. So well, it's going to be quite they've, got, they've, got to make, they've got to make more parts for Sergeant because he'll just break the first three. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> but if if those cars are close in any way, parity-wise, it's it's a testament to what Max Verstappen's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's been... Because compl- you stick two Perezes, you stick two Perezes in that car, they're fighting for the championship. Yeah, they're, they're fighting for the championship with Alonso at the beginning of the season. They're fighting with Lewis and Lando now um, without Max Verstappen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I fear for that with Sergio because I don't think Sergio's just completely lost his Red Bull driving ability. I think his arse has gone a tiny bit, but it's mainly the brilliance of Max is really hard mm. to... Is Rehar's shadow to get out from underneath? Mm. I wonder if if we're going to be here in uh, another two years' time, doing a podcast talking about uh, it, Max Verstappen has now announced his retirement for it, towards the end of the year. Uh, are we going to the calendar? See what I'm doing that week. I mean, given 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 the uh, amount of shows that we've done lately, it could be our next pod. Could be. <laughs> that, that's, <laughs> That's fair. I think he, Max Verstappen retiring might even be worth an emergency party. But the, yeah. um, I just wonder whether we're going to have the conversation about when he, within the next three years, is Max the best of all time? Mm. If he walks away at the top, then definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. I mean, the, of course, the, the big rumour is that Perez is going to announce his retirement this weekend. Oh, yes. That's so, uh, just... It's not going to happen, is it? I don't... I, I, I mean, I don't see why not. I, I don't think there's anything for him to gain. But where does he go? What does he do? If, is he, if he's not happy in Red Bull, he can't be right now. Mm. It's either Williams or family, isn't it? Exactly. Or um, the Aston Martin, the Aston Martin Valkyrie. 
I mean, don't, don't... So I was enjoying daddy or chips there. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that to the American listeners. <laughs> daddy or fr- yeah, papa or fries. <laughs> <laughs> if you're if you're one of the forty three percent of the viewers of this podcast, then. I hope you enjoyed that joke. <laughs> 43? No, about 30% in the UK now. US is up to... Oh, are we? Yeah, wow. US is up to about 55. <clears throat> yeah, um, but yes, uh, I, re- I reckon Perry's might have a, sh- have a shot at WEC with um, with Aston yeah. Martin. I mean, he's got a good relationship with the Silverstone team. Mm. Yeah, but the Silverstone team has sort of changed management-wise, hasn't it? I think he'll step away from racing. I think he'll be one of those because the, there's not a lot different between Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez, apart from the fact Sergio Perez is a better driver. And there, at that point, you've got to think, well... Well, Perez gets his money from someone he's not related to. Uh, I think Daddy Perez is more than comfortable. What a sentence. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying that there are that you know there's there's levels even within Formula One, and there are certain people that are they they can they can just do anything they can like Lance Stroll for instance can do anything he wants to do. Look at the fact that he's a Formula fucking One driver right now. <laughs> so that means that if he leaves Formula One, an astronaut is not out of the question. Would you like to be an astronaut, Lance? We will make it happen. We'll make it happen tomorrow. <laughs> Daddy's would bought you, NASA. Yeah, yeah. With your fighter pilot, we could do that as well. Um, you know, you know, so we look at these things in um, like, like common man thoughts yeah. of in like I'd love to play drums in a uh, like in in a professional band, and that would be me. And I would never would not want to do that because if I if I could manage to get myself into that position and I left it, I couldn't go and do anything else. I would be back to just being a painter and decorator again. Um, I've got yeah, Johnny Burrell's number if you want it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and, of course, and of course, if you're not a patron, you won't know how well these career changes go. No, no. <laughs> uh, but the thing is that it's not the same for these like super rich people. They can do what they. It's it's yeah. like I leave Formula One. What happens after you leave Formula One? Oh well, the entire world is at my feet. Mm-hmm. And, and if uh, you've got investment money, you're laughing. Yeah. Mm. So it's it, it it doesn't make sense to, and and this it seems like a weird turn of phrase. It doesn't make sense to waste your life in Formula One. Yeah. Talking of investment, talking of investment money. If anyone does have money to invest in an up and coming racing team, um, or a podcast. Well, I was just going to say racing team as well as well as podcast because we'll be doing the official podcast for once to get going. Um, <laughs> one of our friends in the US, um, Mr. Stephen Terra, is putting together a racing team at FC Motorsports in um, starting in karting. And he's looking. He's looking for backers and funding and sponsors. So, anyone that wants to um, get in touch with anything you can do for the team, be it financial, um, mechanical, you name it, just get in touch with um, Stephen at info at fcmotorsports dot com. Oh. And there will be an fcmotorsports dot com website when I actually get more than an hour to 
finish building the damn thing because I've been on holiday and I've been that busy since I got back. I've not had a chance. Just thought I'd get that plug in. Right, happy now? All your best. Cool. Um, but if you do want to donate money to a podcast, we obviously um, we obviously have our Patreon. Um, you can subscribe from one currency unit a week. Major currency unit. Not, not, not <laughs> None a, of that yen. Not, not, we not, prefer not, that to be a single Bitcoin a month. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to patreon.com slash 3LX4Wheels. You can sign up there. Uh, there's an extra show this week um, on the weeks that we... Don't do the extra Patreon shows. You get the three legs by wheels show early, and on the weeks where we've got advertising, you get the ad-free version of the show. Yeah. And on the week, on the week there's no podcast at all, you're in the same boat as everybody else. <laughs> Enjoy your silence. Uh, you, you, um, you get, you get um, access to an exclusive chat channel on Discord where I make excuses as to why there hasn't been a podcast. <laughs> but sign up, sign up for the Discord. Sign up for the Discord as well. If I you love the Discord. It's good. Everybody should join. Just search for Three Legs Four Wheels on Discord. We are. I really we should join around. as well, shouldn't I? Even even Dan's joined. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll, I will re-download the app. I don't. I know. I don't use Discord for anything. I've got too many messaging apps. I've got Signal. I've got Signal for one person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on two other Discords. One is Sean Keaveney's Community Garden Radio, which is brilliant, by the way, you should listen. And the other one is James Bourne from Busted Solo Career Discord. And that one's very quiet. You're <laughs> not, a, not a ebbing, flowing conversation on the old third best member of Busted Solo Career. So. <laughs> I, I listen to the uh, drum podcast, which has got the drummer from Busted on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cole, yeah. Colby? Corby? Oh, is it all? Hang on. Potter, uh, Potterman. Wait a second. Corey. This the this show can't go on. Um, <laughs> uh, oh no, it's playing. It's playing. <laughs> uh, it's the Mike and Eddie podcast, so it's Eddie something. Oh, their new one. Uh, they took one out on tour. Yeah. Um, this is an off-air conversation. I'm yeah, I, I really, <laughs> probably. I really think yeah. it is. If you want off-air conversations with us, you can get in touch on email threelegsballwheels at gmail dot com or at threelegsballwheels on all the, all the major socials. There's too many a bloody list these days, and individually on Twitter, X, um, the Mickey Musk Club, or whatever. Ebo, yeah. Ebo. Um, <laughs> individually on Twitter, we all are at Sean Cowper. At Kieran is boring. At the Lee Stevens. And I'm at Pablo 100, and you can get Flood at Flood 21. He says he's recording some um, some bits. He's doing reviews of classic seasons. So oh, I'm, ho- nice. I'm, hoping he'll, cool. um, I'm hoping he'll get those over to us very soon. And I just want to say a big thank you to Chris for actually coming around and um, feeding the cats while we were on holiday. So basically, our cats have seen and heard more from Chris in the last two weeks than we have in the last three months. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right if the wind's in the right direction we will be back next week with a post Mexico Grand Prix show and uh, will there be a Checo retirement or not are we, are we going to do some uh, some uh, guesses um, we used to do them we, we used to but we can't, it's kind of running a bit late and Sean's looking at me as I, if to I, say I, I, dying. Sh- I should have been asleep half an hour ago my, my alarm goes off in six hours so just oh. just want to say <laughs> 
I just want to say one more thing. We're not playing the usual closing music tonight. We are playing the new single by a good mate of ours. Um, it's Song Called Fragile by Stephen Nash, who is a fantastic singer, songwriter, bass player. Bloke. and Fantastic bloke. Bit of, bit of an all-round nice guy, really. Yeah. And mad, and mad as a bag of squirrels. Jeez. <laughs> without, without doubt, like, there is the... Uh, as... as uh, like trying to wash a bag of knives. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy that, and you can download that from uh, download that or stream that from all the major platforms that it's up on. Right, uh, all the all the proceeds from it going to hospice, by the way. Oh yes, yes, hospice island man. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd feel bad if I say, can you just email that track to me now for a radio show? I might buy it. I might buy that one. Yeah. I'll send you the link. <laughs> they couldn't have got, they couldn't have got any words. Just, yeah, I hope he kills it. Yeah, <laughs> what else do you want to say? We'll, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Prison cell inside my fragile mind.